Hey girl, you feel that? That's boyfriend material. This is episode 28, Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy from 1998. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too, and this episode's brought to you by Leather. Oh, you mean Leather? No, that's boyfriend material. Now, is leather the material that a cow becomes? <laughs> yes. I I was going to come up with a clever, a more clever material, but there's so many fucking cows in this movie. Also, the movie does not necessarily... I don't want to speak ill of a movie, but it does not deserve the brain power to come up with something more clever. <laughs> it does not. This is definitely a movie. How it went through any screening process, I have no idea. Oh, actually, before we go further, I want to say this episode comes out on Halloween, so happy Halloween. I hope you are dressed as it is Halloween, as Ryan Gosling, as a cowboy. I hope so, yeah. I don't, so so here's the crazy thing. So as I was watching this movie, where very little happens for most of the movie. Nothing happens. I'm reading about this movie, and so here's, here's some background stuff. Okay, so this is based on a book, or a series of two books, or maybe more books. Nothing too good for a cowboy, right? So this movie yeah, comes out in 1998. Book. Yeah. In 1999, there's a TV show called Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy, which stars the two main people. Like, not the... Oh. Like, I think the couple both reprise their roles for 26 episodes over two seasons. So for the girl from Scrubs and the guy? Yes. I'm guessing? The writers who wrote this movie either wrote the whole show or were in the writer's room and got credit on a bunch of them, but, like, they were involved, too. So, like, no one else, from what I can tell, of any kind of significance went from here to there, but they were like, we need more of this. Let's bring this to the people. Let's make a TV show. So that's that. What's also crazy about this is that... This is directed by a woman named Kari Skoglund, who directed a bunch of... She's, she did some movies, but she's mostly a TV director, and she's kind of now like a prestige TV director. She's done episodes of The Borges, of House of Cards, of The Americans, Damn. of The Walking Dead, The Handmaid's Tale, and she is doing the entire miniseries for the upcoming Disney Plus show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, like, she has Jesus. gone from being this low-budget, you know, indie, no-frills, doesn't-feel-like-a-real-movie to sort of being one of Marvel's go-to, you know, rising stars, up-and-coming, you know, TV prodigies across the board. That's uh, dope. So good on, good on her for that, because yeah, we, we do not see it in this movie. We definitely don't see it in this movie. This movie feels like if you and I, like, if you and I tried to make a movie with nobody that has ever made a movie before, this is what we would have came up with. It feels like a college movie with people who are, like, good actors, but it's, there. there's not, it's just, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like a college film club, like, we made a short, and then we got, like, a grant to shoot a whole movie, and we were like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and they're like, okay, cool, make two seasons of a TV show. <laughs> yeah, apparently. The only other two things that I want to point out about the behind the scenes is that this, the guy who shot this, the cinematographer on this, is a guy named Danny Novak, who shot the pilot for one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Dead Like Me, which I thought was Ooh, weird coincidental. Because he's done like a bunch of stuff I've straight up never heard of. And then, you know, the pilot of one of my favorite shows, so that was cool. And the guy who plays Richmond, who I think is maybe the main guy who's not in the couple, like I think he's the third person on the farm. Okay, yeah. He's somehow, and I don't exactly know what this means, uh, he's a producer of the more recent Gears of War movies, or games, the Gears of War games. That's very so interesting. I guess he just helps, he's not a, I thought he was a voice actor, because like if you look at his yeah, IMDb, that would, make, that would make sense. There's just a big, what's his name, is it Dom? But the main guy. It just his face there. I was like, oh, is he the voice of that? Because I thought it was like John DiMaggio or somebody, or he's somebody else. Like I thought it was like a more gruff, manly guy. It's like, no, he's not a voice actor in that at all, even though he raises, he still acts. He's just a producer. And I was like, huh, that's, that's weird. I wonder how that happens. Yeah, I don't know how that works either. But that's all the behind the scenes. Like I felt like the behind the scenes of this, not that it's necessarily remarkable, 
but it's interesting necessary. enough and more interesting than the movie itself. Yes. I could sum this movie up pretty quickly. Okay. In the sense that like if I wanted to like if we wanted to talk about the plot just for a second. Yep, yep. It's like guy who was a stockbroker. Yes, in 1939. Yeah, that's. I, it took me a while to figure out they weren't in present day. Oh, you didn't hear them very awkwardly say, "Well, you know what's in the news? Hitler's invading this country." It's like, oh, okay. Like you could you could literally do in any other way, but it's like, here's how we're in 1939. Let's talk about Hitler. And they also said like they're gonna go fight the war in Europe, and I was like, that's probably a clue. Yep. But they don't really make an effort to to make it a period piece beyond that for a while. So I was like. Ugh. I don't know. Well, that's so, okay. the thing. It doesn't look at all. They they do a decent enough job of keeping technology out of it. Like, there's not like, it's not like you yeah. see cell phones or whatever, but yeah. everything feels modern. It's like old-timey locations in a way that feels modern every other way. It's just like, I don't know what this is trying to be. Yeah, it's like very Westworld-y, right? Like, not on purpose. Not on purpose. Like, just like there's just no budget to make yeah. it look like it's actually old-timey. Mm-hmm. Guy comes, he's on this ranch now. He meets a girl in Vancouver, falls in love with her. And she falls in love with him because he's from New York. I think she's like, oh, you're from the city. Okay. Yeah, he's a fancy boy. Mm-hmm. This is not Gosling, by the way. If this was Gosling, this movie would not be better, but it'd be more interesting for the podcast. Yeah, and then they just, like, they try to move some cattle. That's the rest of the movie. <laughs> the movie is essentially him and his buddy and this new woman who becomes his wife trying yes. to become cowboys when they don't really have cowboy experience. Kind of, yes. And then they, they get two cow hands. Well, they get they get three, and they keep firing one, who's a girl who, for a lot of the movie, okay. I wasn't I was, sure if... Thank they, you. I wasn't sure if they knew that she was a girl or not. I didn't know either, and I kept asking, I was like, is this a girl? And Rachel's like, the little boy? And I was like, but it seems like a girl to me. And then there's like kind of a, there, there's like kind of a reveal that it's a girl, right? Well, there's the one point where she gets like gored or something by the cow, right? And, yeah. Or she gets hurt while the, she's trying to the tame bronco. the cow or the horse or the whatever. Bronco. And she goes into the barn and like she takes her shirt off and she's like looking because she got like cut on like the rear rib cage on her left side. Yeah. And she's like covering, but you can see side boob. And the woman walks in and she's like, and she covers up like really quickly. But the woman does not react at all. Like, it's like she knew all along that she was a girl, right? Yes. She was like, because she's 14 or 15, probably. I mean, she's probably like 18 or 19. Like, the actress who's probably 18 or 19, but she's probably like 14 or 15 because she's real little. Like, they keep calling her the little one. She covers up real quick, and the the wife is like, oh, like, are you okay? And she's, like, shocked by the injury, not by... And I was like, are you surprised? Like, is she trying to hide the fact that she's hurt so she doesn't get sent home? Or hide the fact that she's a girl so she doesn't get sent... Like, Same. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. It's not clear. And it also made it more confusing because she was very comfortable in that situation, but there was, like, one black, like, hired hand, and she freaked well, that, like, <laughs> yeah, because there was, and that was another thing that I think I just, I, I kind of picked up. It was explained, and I was like, I don't know, because they're like, oh, yeah, he's a killer. And you're like, is this just racism, or is he actually a killer? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. She's like, he's dangerous. He has a gun. And I'm like, but it seemed like you were being racist at the beginning, and if you really wanted to make this a period piece, you would probably would have been racist. But it's not, like, so, really, I mean, it is a, it's a period, like, it's before Martin Luther King and stuff, but it's not like the Old West where, like, people were outwardly hating, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, it's 80 years ago, so it's like, oh, okay, so it's like this weird in-between time. Like, it feels, I think what's interesting, and also shout out resident historian Mike Manzi for not being, 
You know, he should, in theory, if we weren't rushing ahead, if we knew anything about this movie and we're recording this at a normal pace, he would he probably be here because we were set yeah. back in time. It's interesting to me that there's, there's, I don't think there's many westerns who were set in this era. Like, I think it's either really old-timey or sort of modern stuff, right? Like, I feel like this is kind of an untapped area. It's just that this movie doesn't really right. do anything exciting with it. The era of cowboys during the war would be a very interesting era to explore. This is definitely not the movie to explore it. Um, but yeah, you said you, you said that they have two cowhands or three cowhands. The third is the girl, but one of them is Gosling. He's not in the movie a bunch. He doesn't do anything super memorable besides push the one cowhand. He throws his cigarettes in the fire by like bumping into him because they're always dicking around. Yeah, he's just there. Like he's kind of in a in a way. He's kind of like uh, in Remember the Titans. Like he's just sort of there to be like goofing around, like smiling in the background. Like he's got lines and stuff. And there's there's moments that I picked out as his most and least boy for material moment. But it doesn't feel like he's got much of a purpose. And he's in the movie. Like I was messaging you as I was watching this because this is on this is free to stream at least for now on yes. IMDb's streaming service. So if you have like a Fire TV or something, yep. it's easy to find. Yeah, or you can stream on your computer too. Uh, but yep. it's you know IMDb is owned by Amazon, so you can watch it through prime i was like 30 minutes in he's not here yet i was like you might not need to watch this movie because if he was on like if he was one scene i'd be like oh you don't have to watch this but he's on screen for five minutes and then he goes away and i'm like oh fuck yeah and then he comes back for about 10 minutes and he's just he's kind of doing stuff but there's not really a purpose for any of the three of the, the the farmhands to be there other than like the farm is getting a little bit bigger and they need help, but, like, it's just, like, a plot device as opposed to... It's a body, yeah. yeah. It's not a... He's not, like, a character in this film. He's just a... He's just a body there. Like, they could have picked... He's in it, but it doesn't really matter. They could have had Scarecrows be in this movie as the <laughs> other farmhands in it. Which would have been, been cool to watch. It would have been really cool. They should have just full CGI'd, like, 90s CGI'd clip art style people in the background and just, like, not even paid money for these other actors. Just don't even use them. I wish. I mean, man, I wish. Like the Gosling, yeah. I think is like sixth-ish build in IMDb, and he's last of nine on Letterboxd. So I knew he wasn't going to be in this a ton, but I was hoping for more. I mean, it's kind of interesting-ish what he's doing a little bit, but that's only because the rest of the movie is such a zero. Dude, nothing happens. That was the that was the worst part for me. Is just because the movie's just bland. Like it's not like it's not even bad in the sense that like it's fun because it's bad. It's just like. It just bland, like nothing really happened, and I'm like, it's just them herding fucking cows for an hour and a half, and I was like, so disappointed. Like, there's some potential, like we just said, you know, like we could have explored anything here, but they just choose to just make it a. And, and so this is billed as a drama, what a romantic comedy, right? The description says romantic comedy. I think it's romance and comedy and drama, but there's not comedy. And is the comedy? Real... I asked you this. Is the comedy just that she's trying to like fuck all the time? Like, is that I don't supposed know. Like, to be the comedy? Is that also supposed to be the supposed to be the ro- like? It's not really romantic, right? Like it's just no because they get married, but they're not like the house isn't ready, and like they're just trying to find a place. But like it's it's sort of it reminds me of I read in high school this book called Edith uh, Ethan Frome by this woman Edith Wharton, right? Okay. And it's I think it was written a long time ago, and I think it takes place in like the 1850s. Like I don't know, it's it's okay. written a long time ago and set maybe even further back. And there's this whole like sexual innuendo where they're eating pickles and donuts, and it's like oh, it's like penises and vaginas. Can't you tell? At the time, this like very progressive like, can you believe that this woman is writing this smut into a book? And it feels like we're missing out on the joke. It's like oh, well she's trying to have sex. Yeah. 
Is that the joke? Is is that the joke? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out, because she'd be like, like, the guy would be there, and she'd be like, oh, we need to leave the boys on the other side of the river. And he's like, we can't do, like, we're out fucking side, like, we can't do that and she's like oh yeah like they're, they're at that they're at that one fire camp and then you yeah. know the the boys even like you know we kind of want you guys to like we we, we don't want to like we like, know we get that it. you want to fuck let's get let, we're gonna go away and the guy's like no 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 you can't go away and she's like well look there's a guy down there with another fire they can just keep him company and the guy's like mm, i'm not so sure about that it's like why do you not want to have sex with this beautiful <laughs> woman you just married her like what are you doing i don't know but then it's like i think i think there's a little bit of broken back mountain in this because he's like then she's like on the thing and he's like oh you know you can cook and like we'll get ready for like camp and she's like come here cowboy and he's like no a way to a man's heart is through his stomach and she's like I wanted to go lower, and he's like, fine. Yeah, it's, it's very strange, and I don't... Is this, like, an edgy, wholesome movie? Who's the audience for this? I have Can no idea. That? This is a TV movie, so it's not... It can't be super edgy. I don't know what network it aired on. I'm guessing... I don't know if this is just, like, a, a movie that did so well or that was popular or whatever that became a series, or if this was, like, some version of a pilot for the series or, like, you know, an alternate version that wasn't... I don't know. I don't know either, dude. But I think it's for... Probably, like, retirement-age couples and then maybe, like, moms of young children, I think. Like, not for the kids to watch, but just sort of, like, you know, lifetime but, like, to a certain different kind of twist on the dial. It's the Western version instead of the, the trashy version. I'm imagining it's, like, super religious families that are watching, like, a weekend movie and it's like mother and daughter watching this weekend movie, and this is like a very edgy. Like your dad's not home. Let's watch like an edgy movie. There's like some things in it, and like they both like giggle. Like when she's like, "I'm trying to not. I'm trying to go lower," and everybody's like, "Ooh, like this is so edgy." I don't. I'm, I'm just fucked. Like my brain is just. Yeah, I don't know. Way past this point. There's so. not a ton to talk about with Gosling. Let's just talk about Gosling. Let's let's sort of move on because uh, okay. I think the next movie is going to be more fun. But okay, that's fine. So he shows up. He's wearing a cowboy hat and a scarf and a nice jacket. And I think they, they sort of look like city boys. He, he looks he looks like a Canadian that's dressing like a cowboy. Yeah, for sure. Like a thousand percent. It looks like he came out of Mickey Mouse Club, put on a cowboy costume, and walked onto set. Like, so this is only f- a second movie. So like this is very early in his career, but he still kind of looks the same as he does like in Young Hercules and stuff. Or like he's still got that yeah. kind of. He's not a man, but he's sort of more man than boy. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. He's like he's a teenager. He's got no experience, but they still hire him anyway. He doesn't talk in that whole like first scene either. He's got like one line, and he's just like sort of like gi- he's about talking, just like giggles and stuff. It's like all right. And then at one point, you know, when the the husband carries the wife across the threshold. He yes. like wants to follow them inside. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? This place <laughs> like, no, get out of there. Like, what are you, what are you doing, man? I know. Yeah, it's it's, it's very strange. And then they just like rough house in the yard for a while. That's kind of like their characters is like they're yeah. constantly dicking around because they're small boys, but like on a ranch. Yeah, with with responsibilities, but not quite. Yeah, that's what happens. That's... And then Gosling makes a little bit of food on the fire. Gosling makes some food on the fire. And then we get to the. The best Gosling scene, which is when he gets pushed into the guy rolling a cigarette and burns his whole pack of cigarettes, which would be very infuriating to me. I would have murdered this kid. Yeah, and I think he's like already he's scared sitting... of that guy. Like he's he's been he's vocalized that he's afraid of the guy because he thinks he's a killer. He thinks he's dangerous, and uh, that's not going to yeah, win him over. But like, dude, do you know how pissed you would be? Oh yeah, if you're like way out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and like you have like one pack of cigarettes. You're like, okay, I had a long day. 
I'm going to roll the cigarette, and then somebody just knocks your whole pack into the fucking fire. My last note about this movie is that I, I felt like the entire movie was basically like, just don't judge a book by its cover. Like, don't judge for being a little or being a girl because she's the best cowhand they've got. Uh, don't yes. judge, you know, a city boy and a woman for not being able to be cowpoke because they almost nail their entire order the first time. True. And don't judge Murders. a guy who is who is supposedly dangerous because he just murdered, you know, in self-defense of his woman or his friend who was getting raped. He killed a man. Like it just. Well, that's his explanation for it. Right. But I mean, we're I think we're supposed to take it at his word because he seems, like, he a seems like a good guy, right? Yeah. yeah so exactly. It's just like oh. Okay. Okay. We just told the whole moral of the story and the movie, and we didn't need an hour and a half to do it, yeah. essentially. There's like just nothing intriguing to th- about this movie. It's, it was very strange. Like I, like I said, I, d- I didn't hate it, but I also am just like, wow, that was like, how did they get funding for this? Like, who read through this and was like, script is good, plot is good, let's do it. Watched, like, you know, some of the cuts and was like, yeah, this is pretty decent. <laughs> you know, like, who was who okayed it? It gives me hope that, like, any pipe dream that I have can get funded somehow. Yeah. You know, like, if we came up with something dumb enough and we just, like, believed in it, like, we could do a shitty version of it. You know, like, we it maybe not be, like, what we imagined it would be, but, like, we could get it done. We could. I think a lot, I think a lot of it, like, this movie just kind of proves, you know, unless you're, like, wildly talented or you're able to do everything yourself, you need money, you know? You can't yeah. have a cast, you can't have a crew, and not have money, and put something together that's, like, you know, great. Like, you either have to be, like, Shane Carruth, making Primer by yourself, and you're not making it to look... Tommy Wiseau. Glitzy. Well, I mean, he has lots of money. So, Joe, if we're asking Mr. Ryan Gosling, Mr. What's-his-name-in-this-movie, Tommy... Hey, Tommy, what's in your hands? What's in your hands, guys? A saddle. Reins. Sure. Got the frying pan cooking up. Breakfast. Yeah. The other cow hand that he pushes almost into the fire. Mm-hmm. That's about it, man. Is he the one, or is it his friend who takes the pictures? I think his friend takes the pictures when she when he's holding her by the threshold. I think it's his friend who takes the pictures. I don't think it's him, right? He doesn't have a camera. I don't think so. I also yeah, can't imagine how expensive a camera was in 1939 or 1945 or whenever they were at that point. Fucking no, dude. I don't know. I think that's it. Like again, like he's on screen for maybe fifteen ten or twenty minutes, minutes. max. Like, like I think it's five, and I think it's ten. And most of that, he's not doing anything. He's just like standing there. So yeah. Boy, oh He's boy. Much. I did not look, but I wonder if there's a trailer. There is a TV series promo for the show, but not for the movie. Um, there's full episodes it, on YouTube. If you want to watch the, the series, uh, you can watch... Probably how many don't. of these are online? Probably shouldn't. All 26 episodes are on YouTube, if you want. Damn, okay. Averaging a little under 1,000 views each. So uh, if you want them, wow. Alice Pinas, P-I-N-A-S... Um, that's an unfortunate last name, but she just hit us hundred subscribers so she can do a custom URL. Maybe it's youtube.com slash nothing too good for a YouTube. So who knows? (laughs) I like it. All right. I'm going to try the Google game. I do not, I cannot imagine. Yeah. Although if you type in nothing too good for a cowboy, the first autocomplete is cast. The second autocomplete is Ryan Gosling. Interesting. Nope. I'm just going to say Ryan Gosling cowboy. There's bebop movie hat and boots. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing not for this movie, unfortunately. No. All right, Joe. I want you. <laughs> I want you to imagine for a second. One of the smallest numbers you know. Nothing too good for a cowboy. We're gonna play the letterbox game right now. So for Mad, for for comparison's sake, Mad Max Fury Road has been seen by three hundred ninety-four thousand people. Okay. Yes. I looked up again. Miracle Run and Derby Stallion, the two Zeph movies that basically no one saw, right? Yes. They're both in the 300s. 300-ish okay. people, like 320 and 390 or something like that. 
Okay. Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy, 1998, directed by Kari Skoglund, Chad Willett, Ted Atherton, and Falconer Abraham. Sarah Chalk, eighth build here. I don't know how this is ordered. I do not know, because she is... I don't know either. She has to be top three. How many people have seen this movie, Joe, on Letterboxd? 75. Way lower. Really? 23. I was the 26th person. I added 4% to the total when I went from 25 to 26. Jesus. I gave it a 1.5 stars. I don't think it's bad. I think it's just... I don't think it's bad. I really don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, my whole argument is that, like, like I hated... Which one? Like, Leland, Leland. right? I hated Leland, because, like, I just didn't like it as a movie, and I, th- I thought that it was it was irritatingly bad to me. This isn't bad. It's just bland. Yep. As it stands right now, this is my second least favorite, just because I don't really want to rewatch this. Like, I'd rather rewatch this than stay, or than stay but other than that... There's no movie that I, I would choose this over. Like, even Leland, I know you don't like Leland, but I would watch that. Like, I think there's redeeming stuff about that. Like, there's some interesting things going on. Sad Queen wearing glasses for some reason. I don't know. But yeah. this, I just... I don't know, man. Out of those 26 people... Okay, here's a better question. No one has it in their top four, okay? Obviously. But out of those 26 people, how many people like this? So when you log a movie on Letterboxd, you put the date. You can say if you watched it, if you've already seen it before, so, like, if it's the first time or a rewatch... Okay. You can write a review, do tags, give it out of five stars, and you can either hit like a, a heart. You can either say like it or don't like it. Like, how many out of those twenty-six people like this movie? Five. Lower. <laughs> Three. Lower. One. One. Jesus. One Christ. person gave this movie five stars. Uh, that is this guy uh, JLXE two thousand three. Uh, he has no top four. Does he? Does he like any other movies? Like, tell me, like the the other most recent movie he watched. Let's see here. Likes. He's liked no movies. He's rated forty one movies. Thirty four of them. Oh. What? Okay, so this is just like a Gosling account. He's given thirty four movies five stars. Okay. Lost River. Nothing too good for a cowboy. Frankenstein and Me. Uh, a documentary about Nicholas Winding Refn, which we're not covering, but Gosling is in. It's the Slaughter Rule, Leland, My Life, directed by okay. Nicholas Winding Refn, which Gosling is in, Murder by Numbers, The Believer, Stay, All Good Things, Fractured, Half Nelson, Remember the Titans, Gangster Squad, The Ides of March, Song to Song, Lars and the Real Girl, The Notebook, Only God Forgives, Blue Valentine, Crazy Stupid Love, Place Beyond the Pines, First Man, Big Short, Nice Guys, Drive, Blade Runner, La La Land, and Speed. <laughs> Fair. There's like five or six movies in here that Gosling is not in, but this person just watches only Gosling movies and loves all of them. So if That's Ryan awesome. Gosling sees this account, I would be, he should be terrified. <laughs> Most likely to stalk him. But JXLE, boy, do we have a podcast for you. True. Now, Joe, fire-ass titles. Okay. If we're renaming this movie to be the high school musical version of it, the most core, basic, essence, whatever, what are we calling Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy? Which they say, by the way, they say the titular line two minutes into the movie, and I was like, "Dude, what?" That makes me so happy. I I had so much potential for this movie when I saw that. I thought you were just being a hater, like when you had said you'd watched it and you didn't know if I should watch it or not. And I was like, "Joe's just being a hater," because like when they come in, he's like, "Nothing too good for a cow." It's like it's like one of the first lines in the movie. I was like, "Yes, these are the kind of movies I like." No, because by, by the time they, like, I'm, I know I'm two minutes in, but I was already like, nah, I'm not sure if I'm feeling this. And then they say that, and I, I sort of set up, I was like, wait a minute, what's happening here? <laughs> I was hoping it'd take a wacky turn, but nope, it didn't. It did not. Okay, okay, my first fire-ass title is The Herd with Colin Coward. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gaz, Gaz boy, cow gaz? Cow gaz. 
Cowgaz. Nothing too good for a Cowgaz. Nothing too good for a Cowgaz. Scrubs. Ooh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. she was in Scrubs. Sure. You know that, right? Yeah. Sarah Chalk. She's also in Roseanne. She's like one of the, not the daughter in Roseanne, but she's, I think, she was in maybe half the original series. And she, I think oh, she's cool. on the, at least one or two episodes the, the, when, they, when they came back to before we canceled Roseanne. Yeah. Stocks. Okay. Cattle. Cattle. A murder on horseback. Mm. The lone sharks. <laughs> what? I just like that you just keep saying things and I'm just struggling to come up with anything. Yeah, you see how my brain works. The ring. Oh, yeah, the ring is important. Uh, One step over the threshold. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of anything that has anything to do with Gosling. It, it 248. Just What's that? That's the number of cattle they oh. wound up with, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. not 250. 248. Which whatever. Just too short. Okay, I think that's enough. How about too short? Like the rapper, but like with the T-W-O? Sure. I like yeah. it. That works for me. So now, Joe, most and least boyfriend material moments. So before we talk about this movie, let's to, review yeah, to... the guesses. So you said, Ryan Gosling makes the, wants to make the best cast iron biscuits in the world, which... By the way, I hadn't seen this movie first. Just, yep. just let you know. Joey can attest that I just nailed it. I did not there see are biscuits this movie in the beforehand. Movie. So he's perfecting his recipe, but he can't get a recipe everyone likes because nothing is too good for a cowboy. But shouldn't that mean that everybody likes it? Doesn't matter. All yeah. I know is that there's a guy in this movie, eats a biscuit, and says, I don't like these. He never makes the biscuits right. And if that isn't fucking incredible. Yeah, that's, that's spot on. I do, it's so next level. Like, he, that's he, like one of the best. them too much. That's one of the best guesses I've ever had. Yeah. By the way, I'm impressed with myself. You're gonna get it, like you're, so. I would give you five points, but Gosling's not involved, so I'm gonna give you two points. Okay, fair. And he finally finds a guy who likes them that they make him on a mountain, but he rolls down it and breaks his back. They now refer to it as Broken Back Mountain. Gosling makes a stretcher out of twigs and carries the man back with pure manliness. That's the most boyfriend show moment. Least when he finally treks the seven miles back to town to the hospital to get the man medical attention, he goes to check him in. Man says thanks and goes to reach for Gaz's hand to embrace him. Gaz swats it away. Says, look, like it's about time to get back to my wife, feel better, never visits him in the hospital again. <laughs> and there was a sick guy in this movie. Yeah, but like I think in, in every Western, there's always a sick guy because there's just no medicine. What? You have, you... And there was a new wife in this movie, and he had to get back to his wife so many times. But not Gosling. Like, I know, but I mean, come, but Gosling's not in this movie. So it's like, come yeah, on, but... I'm so close. All right, I'll give you three points total. Fine, okay. Ryan Gosling is a special needs farmhand on a cattle farm. He's about 16. Movie's about three men vying for a sister's... Oh, yeah, I'm wildly far off. I forgot about this. uh, Vying for a sister's affection. It's kind of like King Lear, but bad. The least boy from Cheryl moment is that he's upset that the sister's getting all his attention, so he begins acting out and behaving badly. I'm dancing around things, but I don't think I got anything right there. Nah. The most boyfriend material moment is that after he gets punished for acting out... Oh, that was the least, okay? So he's just acting out. The most yeah. is that after he gets punished for acting out, he's forced to do more chores and more work around the farm. As he's out in the farm, he hears two of the guys talking to each other about how they're only in this for the farm. They don't love his sister after all. Their plan is to sabotage the third. They have one man marry her, inherit the farm, fake her death in an accident, then sell the farm and make a quick buck. He does his sister and father this. The sister marries the third and lives happily ever after. So There's again, I have, I have a marriage in there. Just yeah. not maybe a point, but again, yeah. biscuits is like that's just you know biscuits it, there's are so nothing next I could do. Dude. Yeah, I had actually paused the movie 
and like tell Rachel about how good that that guess was. So Frankenstein and me, I've been thinking about this a lot. So here's going to be here's my guesses first, okay? No, no, I want to do mine first. Oh, you want to do I yours? Want to be okay. Influenced by yours, because if you if you get into my brain, it'll be bad. Okay. Gosling has a chinchilla. Okay. That he named Frankenstein. Okay. And it's a movie about a boy and the love that he has for his chinchilla. Okay. The most boyfriend material moment is that there's a school dance and nobody will go with him. Okay. So he takes his pet chinchilla with him and it's just like a very cute like he I mean he's a small boy. He's he's going to be like 13. Okay. And he takes his pet chinchilla with him. Okay. And then the least boyfriend material moment. He meets a girl at the dance and she's like, "Oh, that's so cute. You brought your chinchilla." He's like talking to her. It sneaks away and gets run over by the floor buffer oh, no. in the hallway of the school because it gets out of the gymnasium where the dance was. Yeah, like the janitor just like just splatters it everywhere. Brutal. And there's just blood just like dragging. And the janitor has headphones in so he doesn't even notice. So like Gosling's like, where's Frankenstein? And runs out and they're just like blo- like a path of blood like all the way around the school. And he's like, no! And that's how the movie ends. <sighs> Am I close? Uh, Yeah, 100%. So here's what I think it's going to be. Okay. So this is his first movie. I think he's like 14, 15-ish in this. I think he's going to be a babysitter. Okay? Because I'm trying to think where Frankenstein and me comes from. So he's into weird stuff. He's into creepy stuff. Horror, death, blood, that kind of stuff, right? Okay. Dead chinchillas. And chinchillas, of course. He's babysitting his neighbor who's like five or six. Like, he's a little kid. You know, Gosling's not old, but he's babysitting his neighbor or whatever. Okay. Maybe I guess it could be brother, but I'm, I, I think neighbor. He wants to okay. introduce him to all his horror stuff, but he's at least a little responsible. So he's not going to be like, hey, watch these crazy movies. I'm, I'm, smart, I'm a smart kid. I'm going to sort of ease you into this, right? So he puts the kid to bed. He starts telling him horror bedtime stories, but kids' versions. He puts a kid into Frankenstein's story. He's the me in Frankenstein and me. It's a very sweet moment. She's telling the story of Frankenstein, but he's like, but you know what? You're there. Wow. Kid gets really into it. He's loving the story. Gosling misinterprets this. Sort of gets a little bit too cocky. You know, as Gosling has been recently in his early career, right? Yeah. He makes it too gory too fast, I think. Kid gets scared. Gosling says, good night. Kid has nightmares. Can't sleep for a week. Least boyfriend material moment. So wholesome still, though. It's not bad, but uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty wholesome. And actually... So, so too gore too fast? Too, too gore too fast. Yeah. Okay. Too gore too furious. <laughs> okay, so Joe, in this movie, nothing yes. too good for a cowboy... What are your picks for the most and least boyfriend material moment? Uh, ruining the cigarettes, least boyfriend material moment. I have when he is taunting the female friend as she's trying to ride that horse. He's literally laying on a, si- a signpost, like a fence, just laughing at her, just cackling at her. Like, he's having a good oh, time, yeah. but it's just like, look at you struggling. Yeah. Didn't asshole. like that. I agree. That's a bad one. Most boyfriend material moment is not being overtly racist to the cow hand. Ooh. He's just scared of him. He's just, but he's not overtly racist. His so. boyfriend and what he doesn't do. Yes. Negative space boyfriend material. Yeah. Moment. I'm going to say it's when he uh, is making breakfast over the campfire. That's a good movement. Yeah, that's a good moment too. Because I think it's the main guy who wakes up and just like, hey, you want coffee? Or whatever. So I think that's a, that's a sweet moment. It's literally like the one thing he actually does in this movie is he makes breakfast once. And ruins cigarettes. And ruins cigarettes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Joe, we have to, no- we have to nominate this for the Gossies, the none. Ryan Gosling Absolutely Awards. Absolutely none. I, well, worst I vote film. for none. No, it's not, even, it's not even the worst film. It's just bland. 
Like, if we had, like, the most vanilla film. You want to call it most disappointing or no? Yeah, I do, because there's potential there. I would call it most disappointing and call okay. it a day. Best role, worst role, no. Most or least boyfriend show caliber role, no. No. Most fun, no. Best song, soundtrack score, cinematography, costumes. Nope. Best or worst hair, no. Best or worst love story, no. He doesn't scream. No. Nope. Um, he doesn't cry. No. Nope. Uh, he doesn't get punched in the face. He doesn't play an instrument. And he doesn't kill anybody. He doesn't nope. dance. You want to say best job, cowboy? That works. I'll, I'll take it. I don't like it, but I'll take we it. We might get cut it. We, you know, we don't have that many here, so but we have, we, made it, we have more than five now, so okay. we might cut it back. Doesn't dance, doesn't die, and there's no one in this movie, male or female, that is worth nominating. So For anything, I agree. So, Joe, next week, Frankenstein and Me, a movie about a chinchilla and horror bedtime stories. Yes. More importantly, every Tuesday, this comes out every Thursday, but every Tuesday, Too Fast, Too Forever, our Fast and Furious podcast, Too Gore, too furious. Amen. Check us out. It's the same show, but it's about movies that we like and movies where things happen. Every Tuesday, write in, listen, check it out. Go see Hobbs and Shaw. It's fun. If I it's, promise it's Hobbs fun. and Shaw is still way in, like we're way early. Hobbs and Shaw is not in theaters anymore, but it'll be out on no. Blu-ray maybe a month or two. So go get it then. Any other thoughts about? I mean, I don't think there are, but any other thoughts about nope. nothing too good for a cowboy? No, other than d- if you want a movie to show your grandma, watch this movie. If your grandma likes getting just a little bit dirty. Ooh, they're, Not even. they're almost going to have sex. Ooh, Grandma. Yeah, For all things Boyfriend Material, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, boyfriendmaterial at cageclub.me. Come back next week for Frankenstein and me. Ooh, Cage Club and me. Mm. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next week right here on Boyfriend Material. Everybody's getting down in this town Ain't never gonna be the same